Welcome to the Answers from Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalone. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today's guest is Susan Barber. Susan has over 20 years' experience in the consumer goods industry where she had the opportunity to have increasing leadership roles in sales, supply chain, and global leadership roles in information technology. Susan is now an executive coach who partners with leaders to reach new possibilities, leverage their strengths, and make positive changes in their lives. Susan, is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about you? No, I think you did a great job. That's a great introduction. Thank you so much. All right. How would you define leadership? So I define leadership as uh, inspiring others with a shared vision, empowering them to deliver objectives, being very open and authentic with them, having integrity. Uh, And one of the things that I think I've learned the most about as a leader is how to coach and develop people. And what's interesting is helping them achieve things that they didn't even think were possible. Seeing them grow and develop through that is a really great experience. As people develop, they move into new roles. Yeah, that's the that's the hard part, right? <laughs> you develop them and you make them so great that they go somewhere else. But I think that's also a sign of a good leader is that you are developing your people to be successful themselves. And uh, then you get an opportunity to help someone else develop. Right. I love that idea. Um, I think I've heard it put before. Leaders should be looking to multiply themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. So creating new leaders, putting them into new roles. Correct. Yeah. Someone told me when I first became a a director that um, I had to put my Superman cape in the closet and I had to create other little superheroes. And so I always thought about that as how can I create more superheroes to go out and do what I had already done and and gotten to where I had gotten to in the organization. So I think that's a a neat way to think about creating superheroes. I like that. Um, you don't know, a lot of Mondays, my blog posts are about the new movies that come out. Oh. The leadership lessons you can pull from them. So a lot of those movies tie into the superhero theme. Excellent. I'll check that out. So I just like that. You put away your cape and let the others be the superheroes. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you, uh, you will tend to try to do everything yourself, and that's not really what a leader should be doing. So. Right. And as these leaders, or as you're helping people transition into new roles, they, they can struggle with credibility. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, in any role I've ever taken, I think anybody struggles with it, um, whether you're new at it or not, um, even taking a role within the same organization. And I think I would do the same thing no matter what. And what I've always done is try to find who are the right people to connect with, my direct reports, if I have a team, my management, my clients, making sure that I understand who are the key stakeholders and influencers that I need to work with. And then I just meet with them, share information about my background, what I've done, where I've come from, and then ask the same things about them. And generally, it's just about trying to create a connection with them initially and understand what the key issues may be, things that we want to address together, And at the end of the day, I mean, that's what's going to happen is as you've continued to work together, it's being able to be open to address issues, to address problems, and then ultimately have success in whatever you're trying to do together. As we're building credibility, why should we be concerned about it? Well, I think credibility 
to be able to do things effectively, it helps to build trust. And so if you don't have that trust, it makes it really challenging to get things done. And you want to make sure that you're able to demonstrate that you are a credible leader. Um, and some of that's done through conversation and some of that's done through the things that you do. And you want to make sure that the words that you use where you say, I do these things are backed up by the actions that you show. So being able to do that um, consistently is very important. Otherwise, I think it creates more challenges of people second guessing you and trying to see if you're really who you say you are. And credibility, can, um, does that play into a, a multiple facets of leadership? Is there technical credibility where you know how to get the job done and then relational credibility? I would say yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think there's at times you start with interpersonal um, or the relationship side of things, but you you need to back that up with the performance that you have on the job. So starting to build trust, starting to demonstrate that you know what to do and being able to back that up with the work that you're doing, the performance that you're, you're driving. Because the other side of it is if you're a great performer, but you um, take everybody down <laughs> as you're doing that performance, that's really not great. And you want to make sure that you are supporting each other, building each other up and, and being successful together. So it's it's thinking about things in terms of what you're doing, but also how you're doing it and making sure that you are doing those two things concurrently. You're not doing one or the other. How can you get back on track if you if you discover you're out of balance in one or one or the other areas? So I've seen that happen. Um, in some ways, it's probably happened to me too along the way. It's uh, it sometimes happens when something occurs and uh, you didn't plan for it and you didn't think about it, and it affects your confidence and it starts to say, you know, maybe I didn't know what I was doing, and then people start to second guess you, and then you doubt yourself. And so I think to to address that, you really have to start from where you are and say, you know what, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And it's really being consistent about that change in your behavior, because how you think about yourself drives your behavior. So if you can say, you know what, I am not that situation, that is not the only thing that defines me. And in that one moment, you can change things and start to change your behavior. And step by step, you build small successes every day, which builds your confidence, uh, recognizing that it's not going to happen overnight. Unfortunately, I think everybody wishes you could just, you know, flip a switch and it was all better. But it takes time for people's perceptions of you to change. And if they have seen you in a way that's, you know, causing your credibility to suffer, it's going to take them time to see that change in you. Um, and then the other thing that I would do and, and what I did for myself was I got mentors along the way or I actually hired my own executive coach to help me move through that situation and, and find a way to think about the situation, how I, I do it differently next time. But also, what am I going to do to move forward now and just be able to focus on that and create actions every day that helped me you know, move to a better place? Going to the confidence part, mm -hmm. you'd mentioned confidence builds up to credibility. Mm -hmm. With confidence comes credibility. Um, is there anything that comes after credibility? Anything that comes after credibility? Well, I think 
You know, I think with um, when you have a lot of credibility, it um, affords you a lot of things. So let's say that I had a, <clears throat> I had been in a role for a really long time and then I had one issue that occurred. Well, my credibility is probably not going to suffer that much if that's the situation. But if I continually don't act in a way that would demonstrate that credibility is still there, um, it starts to impact you. Um, and I just see sometimes that credibility and confidence go together. And when you don't have the confidence to support, you know, what you're trying to do, it, it comes out and it starts to impact your credibility. But when you have great credibility and great confidence, I think that's when people start to see you differently and start to really imagine for you, even even maybe before you realize it yourself, that you can do more things than you realized. And they start to give you more responsibility and they start to give you other things to have you try something different um, in your career, try different roles or different types of industries. And that is a cool thing when that happens, because you don't necessarily realize that you can do more than you thought. Something I noticed right there was that you said, you know, you may have the with the confidence, credibility, you may have the desire to move to a different industry. Mm hmm. Um, is there a way to carry that credibility from one industry to another? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I work with a lot of people, and it, if I look at a lot of the people that have um, contacted me, they start to, I think, get to a point in their life where they're looking for a different type of career. And maybe it's, and I'm probably the exception to the rule, I spent many years <laughs> in one company, and that doesn't happen anymore. So I think now people are starting to say, you know, I've been in this industry, whatever it may be, for a period of time, and now I'm looking to jump to a different industry. I think the leadership skills that you have translate no matter what industry you're in, and it doesn't necessarily tie to a certain role. Obviously, there's content and information and processes and procedures that you need to learn when you move to a new company or a new industry, but the leadership skills that you have are foundational, and those are going to apply no matter what industry you're in. Love that answer. Is there a book or two you would recommend to a leader who's looking to build credibility in their new position? So I have a couple that I recommend. Uh, one is if you're really impacted by a confidence issue and that's really driving some of the credibility problems that you have. Um, I like the gift of Imperf the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. If anything that she's done, I think is fabulous. And if you want to even check out her TED Talk, I think she's just got some great TED Talks that help people really start to see themselves differently. But from a credibility specifically standpoint, um, I don't know if this is one you've heard of or you, anyone's brought up before, but uh, Marshall Goldsmith put together a book, a couple books, more like 20 of them. But in this situation, it's called Mojo, How to Get It, How to Keep It, How to Get It Back if You Lose It. And I think it's a great book to really help people through the different phases. You know, if you're just starting out. Here's the things that you want to do to get it. And if you struggle along the way and you may lose it, maybe you've lost your credibility, he gives some good ideas and good tips of how to, to get that back on track for yourself. Great recommendation. I It's a book I personally own, so. Oh, good. <laughs> and what's one thing you wish you would have known about leadership when you were in your 20s? <laughs> I love this question because I could probably talk for hours about the things I wish I knew. Um, I would say if I think back, I really didn't realize when I first started being, being a leader and having a team is I thought I had to have all the answers. 
I thought I had to be perfect and know everything and be able to answer all their questions that they had. And uh, I didn't realize at the time that that's probably the last thing <laughs> um, is if I have all the answers, I don't really need a team of people. You know, I could do it myself. So as I have grown and learned along the way, I recognize that it's really the important thing of having a diverse team, having different perspectives, being open to different ideas, and just empowering them to go out and make things happen and being there to support them and coach them and guide them. But it's not about having control and being directive. It's about allowing them to bring up their own innovative ideas and try to share ideas together and partner together. It's not about uh, really trying to do everything, you know, as the leader by yourself. Yeah, that's a great thought. You know, something that a lot of people don't get right away. <laughs> yeah, it takes time. I wish you could. That's why I'm trying to help people learn it now so that when I coach them so that they don't uh, go through kind of that long period of time where you didn't know that. And if listeners want to connect with you, how can they um, find you online? So they can go to my website, which is susanmbarber.com. And I also have a Facebook group called Creating Leadership Connections. And you can get to that creatingleadershipconnections.com. I have it redirecting to the Facebook group. And you can find me on Twitter at Susan M. Barber. I'll have those um, links linked up in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and do you have any parting words of wisdom? I'd say if I could go back in time and, and tell myself something, <laughs> it would be to really spend time understanding who you are. And I think as a leader, that's something that doesn't always happen until later. And if you can do that now before you get a team, before you really move up the ranks in an organization, understand what your strengths are, what your values are, what the vision is that you have for your career and where you want to go with it. And just knowing that helps build a strong foundation for you. So as you get a team, you already know who you are. You already know what's important to you. And you progress up the ladder, you're going to be pulled in a lot of different directions. And being able to have kind of that moral compass of information inside of you already, I think just helps you become a stronger leader. You're not trying to figure that out later on in life. And I've um, got a program that I'm kicking off at the end of this month in February when we're taping this, but we'll be doing this throughout the, um, throughout the year. It's programs to help people think about those types of things and be able to go through a group coaching program for six weeks to pull all that together, spend the time, do that together, come out with an action plan where you can then apply that to the rest of your year or the rest of your quarter and be able to move forward and see some differences than maybe that you've done in the past. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Susan, for being on the show today. Really enjoyed our chat, and I believe our listeners will get something out of this. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thank you for joining us for Episode 35 of Answers from Leadership. I hope with Susan's advice, you learned how to transfer your credibility from one organization to another. To get the show notes for today's episode, please go to jmlalonde.com slash 035. There you'll find notes for the show, links to the resources Susan mentioned, and so much more. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing the podcast with another leader who could benefit from the advice given. Until next time, continue to lead well.